Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome to another episode of Tis the Podcast, a podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia. And I'm Tom. How are you guys? Good. Are you still buried under snow? No, like all melted the next day, but we expect some more snow tonight. Not a lot, like two to five inches. That's a lot. There's (laughs) there's not much I wouldn't give to have two to five inches tonight. Right, I know. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) So this week, I think we're doing our first, is this our first made-for-TV film that wasn't like, you know, an animated one? It is. This is. Mm -hmm. It's our first made-for-TV film. We're covering 2001's Three Days, which was made for ABC Family. Before it was freeform. The it, version of it I watched on YouTube was from 2015. Oh. So everything was about the, uh, I watched, it was the whole episode was on YouTube. But uh, at the bottom, it kept reminding me that January 12th, ABC Family becomes freeform. <laughs> oh, how funny. I saw a much older version and the, gra- the quality was just awful. It didn't get much better in 2015. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> So, three days. Julia, how about a plot synopsis? An angel, Lionel, gives the literary agent Andrew a second chance with his wife, Beth, after she dies in a tragic accident on Christmas Eve following a huge fight. Having been granted the chance to relive the past three days with Beth with the condition that he understands she will die at the end of them, Andrew sets out to find the perfect Christmas gift for her to prove that he loves and appreciates her. So... Let's start, as we always do, with our histories for this film. So, Julia, why don't you go first? I watched it today for the first time on YouTube. I watched it today for the first time on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I watched it today on YouTube, not for the first time. (laughs) Uh, We slackers, guys. We waited until today to watch it. (laughs) I forgot I forgot because I forgot we were recording a day early until today and I was like, oh, I need to watch it today. <laughs> um yeah, no, I've seen this movie for the first time probably in the mid 2000s. They used to show this film a lot on ABC Family along with like all their other made for TV films which they used to have a lot more of, but they just kind of phased them all out of the rotation to show uh basically the five on repeat that they currently always do. Mm. But yeah, I remember when I saw it, I really liked it. I did not like it as much today when I saw it again. Uh, I still enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not sure how much of that came from. It was following the Leprechaun movie from last week. Mm. But uh, 
no, I still enjoyed it. So before we talk about the movie itself, let's just run through the credits real quick. Um, it was done by, it was directed by Michael Switzer, who really only has a TV shows under his belt. He did MASH, Hill Street Blues, Quantum Lee. It was written by Robert Tate Miller and Eric Tuckman, and I couldn't find anything they've done before. And the music was done by Teddy Zur. And again, I couldn't find anything on him. And this movie starred Kristen Davis as Beth Farmer, Reed Diamond as Andrew Farmer, and Tim Meadows, who I love, as Lionel the Angel. And they were really the only three uh, worth mentioning. I guess in the film. I know on your notes it said Reed Dr- Diamond was on 24. Was he President Logan's chief of staff? Um, I never watched 24. I just went on you Wikipedia. Didn't? No. Oh, man. I had this horrible conundrum when I watched it because it offended all of my ideals in life, but it was such good entertainment. <laughs> violate my violate my several liberties. Wait, <laughs> Yeah, so many people I know like loved that show. Like, were pretty obsessed with that show when it was on its prime. But I never, I don't know. There's a lot of it was TV so. Out. It was so good, but it it like taken. There are only so many times Alicia Cuthbert could get kidnapped before <laughs> I had to realize that maybe she deserves to get killed by terrorists. Oh Harsh. <laughs> like seriously, I don't know how many seasons there were where Kiefer Sutherland had to do everything to to rescue his his wayward daughter or his. One season she was wayward, then she was estranged. I don't know. It was just too much. But I stopped watching it after a while. That's kind of why I gave up on Supernatural. I don't know how many times uh, they had to get one or the other back from the dead or out of a demon contract or whatever. Like, just go back to hunting monsters. Anyway, (laughs) three days. So what did you guys think of this film? Since you had no histories with it. And Julia pulled a Tom this week and only said, I watched it on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I did pull a Tom this week. <laughs> I like that I've been verbed. <laughs> <laughs> I um I did not like this movie. Uh, it so let's frame it with made-for-TV Christmas movies, right? I mean, we're not talking Oscar-worthy movies, but in the land of made-for-TV Christmas movies, this is probably very, very low on my list, if not the bottom. It was just really depressing, like really depressing to me. I don't know. And I feel like everything I should have liked about it, namely Tim Meadows, because I really liked Tim Meadows, I didn't even like him in this movie. He was like a sadistic angel of death, and I don't know. I feel um, like he should have been funnier. As a herald of death myself, what are you saying about my people? <laughs> <laughs> I would have I would have appreciated you in this movie more than Tim Meadows, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It I don't know if it was a frame of mind thing or what, but I just it didn't work for me on any level. For, for the like, record, I would have yelled at um Andrew a lot more than Tim Meadows did if I was the angel of this film. Yeah. Anyway, what yeah. about you what about you, Tom? <laughs> you know, it was it was all right. It was meh. Um, it wasn't one of the better made-for-TV Christmas movies out there. Tim Meadows was an interesting choice for the part of Lionel to me. This was 2001. I don't know how Tim Meadows fell from grace in that year. He had a, you know, the ladies' man was the year 2000, and he was Mm -hmm. the star. 
And that was in my mind the entire time. So I kept waiting for him to offer somebody a fish sandwich or talk, talk about bus station skanks, neither of which happened. Um, <laughs> there was no Cavassier in this movie. <laughs> no Cavassier. <laughs> <laughs> You, you were saying, Tom, before we started recording, it's a pretty derivative film. Well, that's what I was going to say. That they have a line in here where they're talking about, um, so Andrew is a book agent, a uh, literary agent, and he's, he's got this book from a 20-something-year-old kid, and um, they're discussing it, and he's got this book, and they talk about it being you know, a derivative of Kerouac. And all I could think is, huh, either this is a happy accident, or they are self-aware that they're making a completely derivative film. <laughs> Uh, I think they were self-aware. The little bit I could find about this film online, they said they were um, inspired by the other types of films like this. And this falls into the category like, you know, the whole divine intervention Christmas film where, you know, you get a second chance at something. Life, basically. Um, so I, I was actually poor- curious to see, like, I felt like um, this is kind of like the poor man's family man and it came out a year later you even had the black angel and that's what i kind of i was like i wonder if they were trying to like ride the success of that and do it like change it just enough and put on a made for tv level budget that's what i was thinking the whole time because i was like oh that's mm-hmm. out literally the next year yeah yeah i got those same feelings yep i wasn't as disappointed in tim meadows though as you were julia i think because when i think of christmas angel characters now I compare them all to One Magic Christmas, and it's going to be really hard to beat that bar for me. This reminded me as much of One Magic Christmas as it did of Family Man. Really? Tim Meadows yeah. was not bad? Well, um, not on the angel level. I liked Tim Meadows a lot more than I liked, I can't remember his name. Gideon? But like, Gideon. yeah, but yeah. like the tone of it. It was depressing. Felt very much like One Magic I thought it seemed more Christmassy than One Magic. They had at least a few Christmassy scenes. You mean the Christmas tree over and over and over again? <laughs> the Christmas tree theme. Yeah, but I mean, every time anything's going right for the guy and Andrew's having a good time, Tim Meadows coming up, well, she gonna die. Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget, in case you forgot, your wife's about to be dead. Okay, so, so for those of you who haven't seen the film or tracked it down, it's on YouTube. Beth gets hit by a car and dies at the beginning of this film because she was trying to basically catch her neighbor, old neighbor's dog. And this happens right after an enormous fight she has with her husband, Andrew, because she thought he was cheating on her. And their high school sweethearts had been together a while. And I guess uh, he was falling out of love with her or didn't appreciate her much anymore. So he was going to cheat, but then changed his mind. But there's this whole misunderstanding and, after a big fight, she got hit by a car and died. And Andrew felt really guilty about it. And that's when Lionel the Angel appeared and basically gave him three days to the past three days back to make things right with his wife and, you know, basically show her she's appreciated and he loves her and try to find the perfect gift for her. Before she dies. Again. Before she dies again, <laughs> which she will. What a terrible asterisk. Okay. So. Jumping right to the end, though, it turns out the perfect Christmas gift for her is, you know, he loves her so much he's going to sacrifice himself to save her, which I saw, I found that was pretty obvious, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I thought the perfect gift was dead him. (laughs) 
<laughs> that felt like the perfect. Yeah. Did I did I miss something? <laughs> no. Um, the whole movie, you know, that's what it's building up to. I mean, it was just yeah, way too predictable. It made it boring. That that it, the movie was. It like was. Said, it's not a terrible movie, but it was boring. It's not the worst Christmas movie so, I've seen, but it was boring. Was it intentional? So first off, I don't think there was any chemistry between Kristen Davis and Andrew Reed or Reed Diamond, whatever his name is. Zero chemistry. And was it intentional that for the first 15 minutes of the movie, you're not sure what their relationship is? I think it's supposed to be that you're not, you're, you know, they're not supposed to seem like a married couple at that point because that's what I took it. infuriating to me. It was really dumb. Yeah. I'm like, am I missing something? Are they brother and sister? I thought this was a (laughs) very confused. She made the comment that they'd spent 20 Christmases together. Yeah. But then they don't seem married at all. And the only reason I knew they were married was because he was about to, you know, hook up with his apprentice, like his, his mentor, mentee or whatever from work. And he looked mm-hmm. down at his wedding ring. Um, and then he found the note from her, mm-hmm. uh, from his wife that she slipped in his luggage saying, um, basically, I love you so much mm-hmm. or something like that. She, she had was- a picture of, she drew a picture of her kissing him. <laughs> and it looked um, like an ogre. <laughs> She's not a good artist at all. Who else thought about trolls and the Borgen when you saw that picture? <laughs> because I was like, whoa, girl. You could have like, I don't know. That's Ellie's favorite movie. Trolls? Great movie. I love that. It movie. is. I've seen it. Well, I think now it's more Moana, but she has a troll. Also. She has to sleep with every night. Aww. Good pick. But yeah, no, she did look like a burger. Just waiting for her to eat a cute little fuzzy creature. No, it was just... So, and my thought is, why did she answer the phone? Like, I don't know. The whole build-up to this, and then the... the so in the, in the alternate world, where he didn't go have this... Nearly have this affair with, with Kimberly, he runs into a famous author who's from their hometown at a, at a hotel, and she, he makes a comment about Andrew's sleeping with his assistant and his wife overhears and storms out. Like it just wasn't believable. I didn't buy, mm-hmm. I didn't buy the setup on either of those. Or maybe the answering the phone, maybe she was trying to get his, maybe she was hoping it was his wife and she was trying to ruin their relationship. I don't know. But the second one was just not believable. I mean, I found it believable. It's purely because I think at that point we were supposed to realize their marriage had been on the rocks for a while. Well, we knew that that had happened, but it just didn't come out. It just didn't feel organic or natural the way the, mm-hmm. he's like, it's like, oh, how are you? Oh, by the way, remember that time your assistant yeah. came out and nothing but a negligee talking about toothpaste? Like, that just wasn't <laughs> Oh, hey, you cheated on It's good to see you again. How's that affair going? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just wasn't, that's what I didn't buy. Uh, it wasn't an affair. It was the same assistant trying to seduce him on the previous trip. <laughs> she, she, she tried very hard, apparently. No, um, she's not very good at it. <laughs> I mean, she had to basically ask him, "Hey, will you sleep with me?" Yeah, she did have to flat out come flat out <laughs> say it, basically, didn't she? Yeah, I, I think it goes without saying. I did not like Kimberly. <laughs> no, <laughs> that resonates. Yeah, <laughs> we could tell. <laughs> I liked um, I liked a lot of the stuff in their hometown, though. I just found it sweet seeing their hands in cement and the Christmas tree ceremony. I thought the Christmas tree thing was actually 
pretty sweet. Like if I lived in a small town and everyone put an ornament around the tree with their name on it to feel like a family, I'd be like, that's actually a nice tradition. Mm-hmm. You should start that in New York. You're going to need a big tree. <laughs> there is one actually. I'll, I'll climb the barrier. I'll climb the barriers to try to get near the tree and get taken out by a cop, Tom. Oh you guys have barriers? They put the barriers around. They don't want anyone too close to it. I mean, it's like right at the base of it. They just don't want anyone, huh. like any hooligans climbing it, I guess. I don't know. So then how do you experience the Christmas magic of the tree? It's still get close I'm enough. Just kidding. I'm, just, I'm just thinking of like some sort of cheesy Christmas story. <laughs> so the heel touching the tree. Never mind. That was a joke that died. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so can I, so one part, I was very confused about in this film. Why did, um, so when they're back in their hometown, they're staying with their old childhood friends. Mm. What, what was the whole point of having their daughter almost die <laughs> in the snow fort collapse? Cheap excuse for foreshadowing to remind <laughs> him that another death is coming. That, that, chi- that child was a horrible actor. She was supposed to not be breathing and she was squinting her <laughs> eyes on the ground. And, <laughs> and he <laughs> It was horrible. <laughs> I felt like she was like, <gasps> yeah. no, she was awful. And so are we to believe that had this not happened? So that's where my mind went. Had this not happened, would she be dead? That kid? The, yeah. In the other world, did the kid just die? If they, Cause they would, they would not have been there to save her when. The oh, court- that's a good point. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So then, then I'm like, oh, great. So now we got dead kids. Way to go, guys. Uh-oh. That makes Lionel even worse. Because, you know, Lionel standing there like, you see what's happening? You see it? You see what's happening? <laughs> you know who else is going to die? She's going to die. <laughs> okay, her line, her line delivery when she woke up and she was like, I saw angels. They talked to me. They said they were waiting. The angels are waiting for you. <laughs> it's like, that kid. Creepy kid. <laughs> if a kid said that to me, I would like hoof it out of there. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm calling an exorcist. Uh, I don't know what I'm. I don't know. That's just that guy. That was creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so creepy. The dialogue in general was just so weak. I mean, I wrote down they replaced good writing and interesting characters with a whole lot of clarinet, <laughs> like that Hallmark movie. That's sound. how I feel about a lot of Hallmark, though. Yeah, fact, I, and films. maybe it's just more palatable for me with those movies because they're not as. Sad. Yeah, as depressing as this one. I don't think that. So that's what. That's what. As far as the depressing goes, the the shots were depressing. The Mm. general tone of the. It was like it was run through a bad graying filter. Like nothing was. Except when we except, and I'm not the only time I didn't feel like we were looking at things through that weird lens was at the Christmas tree scenes, the ones in their house, and uh, in their hometown. Christmas trees make everything brighter. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, have you guys seen the SNL sketch? Is it Christmas or Holidays in my hometown? Mm, I'm not oh. sure. Yeah. I'll share it. <laughs> it's really good. No, yeah, but like this movie, like it was, it has followed the same formula in a lot of ways, just depressing as the Hallmark movies. Yeah, the city people who are originally mm-hmm. from the small town going home for Christmas, things like that. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah. But see, I think that's why I like this one over a lot of Hallmark films for me, because the Hallmark ones, so many of them blend together for me now that the depressing nature of this one just kind of stands out a little for me. Refreshing. Yeah, no. So I I looked this up, and I was surprised to find this had a 7.2 on IMDb, Uh and 
85% on Rotten Tomatoes audience score. I, I Like I said, I don't, for me, it's just, it's a man movie. It's not bad. It's not good. I, I don't think it's going to go into my Christmas canon, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like I lost an hour and a half of my life. Although I will say when I was, we, um, I stopped it part of the way through this evening to take uh, our daughter for a walk. And when I paused it, I was like, oh, crap. I still have 25 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, um, I did I end do, up thinking I was a waste of my time. At least it, you didn't waste your money this time, though. That's absolutely true. Thank you, YouTube pirators. That's the good thing about ABC Family original movies and Hallmark ones. So many of them are on YouTube. <laughs> I do feel like, you know, I, I, I don't want to give made-for-TV movies a bad name. So I, I'm just to let people know, we do have some good ones of those coming as well. Do we? Pete's yes, Christmas exactly. is on the list, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm excited. Pete's oh. Christmas. <sighs> I'll give you a I'll get I'll give you a hint about how I feel this movie. Never before have I felt that annoyed by a kid since Curtis and the Santa Claus. But we'll get to that when we get really? to Christmas. To to quote Tom about the Santa Claus too, I just wanted somebody in that film to bend him over and give him a wedgie. So bad. <laughs> <laughs> like uh I don't give me we'll get to Pete's Christmas eventually. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm less excited now because I think we're gonna have some, some we're gonna have some words. <laughs> no, um, I didn't. I, Julia started on this this note, but when she said that there was no chemistry between uh, Chris and Davis and Reed Diamond, I felt that way about the entire film. There was just it was it was flat. Everything was flat. The emotion, even when I'm supposed to be really sad, like I didn't feel like Chris and Davis really sold that she was upset that her husband was cheating on her. I felt I bought his desperation at the end when he was trying to stop her from going out. The six seconds where he's trying to keep her from grabbing no, that dog. From when he finds out she's pregnant and he's happy for like a moment and then he's sad because he realizes, she, crap, she's going to die tonight. Mm. And then uh, when the phone rings and he's getting dressed and like, no, you go, you stay, I'll go, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. Find- if, if, if that was Sarah, she'd be like, okay, you can go. <laughs> and that would be the end of it. <laughs> Knowing you were going to die, she would have been okay with you going. No, 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 no. I mean, like, right. if I- <laughs> Right, but that's just- Oh, so you're putting out, you're switching characters there. That right, way. I was thinking this. <laughs> Bye. Good luck, Anthony. <laughs> See how it goes. Watch out for cars. <laughs> <laughs> also, in the second one, when she actually like in the in the alternate world where she actually get where he gets hit, it feels like she stands there for a long time looking at those <laughs> headlights. Like they were coming, it was coming straight at yeah, her. The car, the car, the car accident scenes were the two worst shot in the movie. Oh they looked gosh. like a bad, um, you it know, felt very they, lifetime to me. They felt no, not even yeah. that. They felt like those old bad movies you watch in school about like drunk driving or something, <laughs> like the old PSA films you watch. <laughs> That's exactly what they look like. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> and how is that dog okay? That dog would not have been okay. Both times. Like didn't, didn't he leap from her hands first? I didn't even pay attention to the dog. I, just, I think, they, I think she kind of threw him as she was getting hit by the car. So yeah, but of, like the next shot of, you see is like prancing. Prancing through the, the, through the... Well, I think he hit the trash, right? So maybe the trash cushion there? I don't know. Again, not... Uh, th- this is my biggest peeve pet peeve with a lot of these tv movies especially 
yeah, made for TV movies. Definitely uh, most of the Hallmark ones too. If you're gonna shoot stuff in a city and claim it's a certain city, do a little bit more effort making it look like a certain city. Don't just shoot in a back alleyway and call it Boston or New York or Chicago and claim it's that. Do a little CGI with the skyline or something. She wanted to make. I did. I did find the Boston line where she made a comment, um, and my notes on uh, of quotes didn't make it. Uh, didn't get saved unfortunately but she said something about wanting to have the perfect christmas so they were going to go home and uh, i just said to christine i'm like if you want the perfect christmas you should go anywhere but boston (laughs) (laughs) if you want the perfect day anywhere go anywhere but boston but i'm biased because i'm from new york so um i did like i did like the way uh they were filming it like you knew she was going through a a questionable part of town because the only thing you see is her walking in front of (laughs) Graffiti. A wall with one piece of graffiti on it. They're trying to be like, I don't know. Were they trying to make me think maybe she was going to get mugged or something? I don't know what they were going for, but they tried to make it look seedy and it was just laughable. So, so you know a part <laughs> rang true to me? I do not stop and give unenthusiastic Salvation Army Santa's money. I walk down the street to the next corner and give the enthusiastic Santa Claus money. Like at the beginning when that guy is shaking his bell unenthusiastically... Mm-hmm. I pass those people all the time, all the time in the city around Christmas, and just walk over to the next one who's breakdancing on the streets to some Christmas <laughs> music and put it in their bucket. Wasn't everybody walking past him? Isn't that why she stopped to, to like, tell no, him? Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But I meant, like, that's why I found that realistic to me. Oh, God. Oh, you found I, it re- I thought you were saying not realistic. My bad. Yeah, no, no. I witness that all the time. But by the way, for listeners, if you're ever in the city around Christmas time, go check out the Salvation Army Santas outside of Macy's because they're fun. Mm. Mental note made. Sounds fun. Yeah. I found it very um, corny, but I liked it that they named the baby after the angel in the end. I thought that was pretty sad to give a child the name Lionel. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even catch that his name was Lionel. It was on the stocking, I think. Yeah. The very ending, the Christmas graphics around their picture with whatever it said, season's greetings or something, was just was just too much. Just too much. The whole <laughs> ending the whole <laughs> the whole ending, they tried to switch gears really quickly and change mm-hmm. the tone and like by having the camera go off in a very cliched and tried way to to, to elicit fun and humor fell flat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Oh, okay. So bad makeup jobs and their corpses are lying in the morgue because neither of them looked like they were just hit and ran over by a car. <laughs> they just have like a bruise yeah. on their face. Yeah. Yeah. They also they also didn't have blood, like there was no surgery done to try to save them. So I don't know what means they took to try to save these people. Well, yeah, I mean, did he have a DNR or something? Because he starts to flatline the nurse just stands there. She's like, okay, well, let me make a note in my chart. It's just questionable, honestly. Yeah. Questionable medical negligence there on half of those doctors. Well, they said he wasn't going to make it anyway. I don't know how they knew that. Like, he, they didn't even cut him open and try to fix him. Right. <laughs> In that dark, sad room. What hospital room is dark like that? What, at I what know. hospital are rooms dark like that? Uh, House and Grey's Anatomy taught me when their dead body is lying there, someone's about to die, they'll dim the lights. So that's a TV trope. Well, it's a bad TV trope. <laughs> Yeah, it's unrealistic. Uh, Hospitals are all very bright, white, and sterile. 
<laughs> it was. I love House. I love House. I love House. I, I loved it when it was on. Oh. You never saw House? Christina has bad health anxiety, so we don't watch medical uh, shows. Yeah, I can't watch a ton of them with Marty either. How, I'd watch that one by myself, though. He could get into that one. Anxiety. Yeah. That yeah. I'll have some underlying condition caused by a broken toe that causes my heart to stop. And uh, yeah, I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> so, do Julia in particular, since Tom said he didn't hate it, do you have any positives to say? No, I don't. I really didn't like it. And it was like, it wasn't even enough atmosphere for me to even say that, you know, that it gave me a ton of Christmas feels. It gave me some Christmas feels, but, but it's not like, I expect a lot on atmosphere from TV Christmas movies. Cause I kind of feel like it's the one thing that they can't, they can't afford to screw that up. And it's not to that level for me at this one. So no, I don't. I really don't have any positives. Tom, do you have any favorite scenes or quotes? Um, I do. When they're doing the Christmas tree tradition and putting the Beth and Andrew ornaments on the Christmas tree in their hometown, mm-hmm. Andrew just goes to, you know, he's phoning it in and just going to put it down. Um, and I know it's really cheesy, but I liked her line she, where she says, you can't just pluck it down. You have to feel it. Feel the tree to find where the ornament went, like mm-hmm. it was calling to you. I tell Sarah something similar every year because she's she's not as big of into Christmas and it was never like such a big deal in her family. So she's always like just grabbing ornaments and sticking them everywhere. I'm like, you can't put that one there. Like I always try to slow her down. Or micromanage, some people would say. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, I'll, no. I'll take it. I, 100% I micromanage. micromanage when it comes to Christmas decorations <laughs> on the tree. <laughs> I don't. I don't take that as an insult. I'll micromanage sure, the hell out of I had a hard time with a. With, <laughs> I had a hard time with a toddler putting ornaments because she could only reach so high. But I'm like, it's okay. That's where she wants it. Oh <laughs> yeah, I totally go back and I fix it later. Uh, I do that with my wife after she goes yeah. to bed and I'm still awake. I'll come back out into this living room and uh, rearrange some ornaments. I don't like it when they're <laughs> unbalanced. You know what I mean. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> and, I, yeah, and I'm just like, Sarah, use your eyes. You can't hang two red baubles next to each other. Put a gold there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> These are real problems, people. I think, should, I think we should live stream Anthony and Sarah decorating their Christmas tree this year. <laughs> definitely For our Patreon that. users. <laughs> <laughs> that, way, that way you can cuss. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how about you do you have any favorite quotes or scenes i do i um when lionel and andrew are talking and lionel says to andrew andrew life isn't a bunch of marbles bouncing around everything is tied together and andrew's just like where'd you learn that and he said angel metaphysics top of my class that was funny that made me chuckle i guess if i had a favorite one that'd probably be it and i like the following one too what comes right after it when he says, I don't remember what Andrew says, but he goes, oh, is that from, is that from metaphysics class two or whatever? And he goes, no, fortune cookie, but it's still good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, I like that line. That's um, the Tim Meadows I wanted throughout the movie. You know, I, I wanted to think he was very funny. I wanted Tim Meadows from the office talk, singing about baby back ribs and uh, oh God. <laughs> goading Jan Levinson Gould into talking about her divorce. <laughs> 
I was disappointed he didn't offer anybody a fifth sandwich. I really was. <laughs> um, the, the Tim Meadows I didn't like in this, I wrote down the quote that I really didn't like that was just over the top, too cheesy for me, where he says, don't focus on her dying, Andrew. Focus on her living. Like, she's alive for three days. You know, at the end of these three days, she's dead. How are you not going to focus on the love of your life killing over? Especially for him, like, he just realized he loves his wife. The other quote I had, just because it's something I would do, when they're in the antique store back in their old town, and Beth says to Andrew, uh, it's filled with treasures. Every piece tells a story. And he picks something up and he says, this guy's not much of a talker. That's something I would do in that situation. I liked that when they started, when he actually showed, like, that was one of the few times Andrew showed personality. Right. And I liked that too. That was funny. Yeah, I liked... um, None of the. I felt the dad subplot could have been lifted out of this film completely. I didn't feel like that added. Uh-huh. Also, I would be very annoyed with my wife if she knew my dad was living an hour away from me right now when I thought he was living across the country and she never told me. Yeah. Um, and she took me to meet him. Yeah. 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 Like without telling yeah. you, no, 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 no. Yeah, like we're ragging on him, but she had moments too where she was, you know, dogging him and. Also, I don't know. I just didn't. Again, the no chemistry thing. I, I found the, when he, I found it very romantic that he bought off the ice, he rented the ice skating rink for a few minutes. I find like that's something that would be very romantic in real life. Very serendipity. Not that he bought it off, but I like that part in that movie. <laughs> that was another part that annoyed me. Her, like when they went back to their, back to Podunksville and. <laughs> He's trying to do something nice. Yeah. He's trying to do something nice for her. And she's like, stop trying to just show off now that we're here. It it didn't feel like that to me at all. And I thought that felt very unnatural. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like she shouldn't have said that. Her character would not have said that. Wouldn't have. No. No. She would have just been happy that he's like, he's all about her, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. She just wanted to go to move to New York and start her new life with the girls and Sex in the City guys. That's all she wanted to do. She was always my favorite. On Sex in the City? Because mm-hmm. she was yeah, she's the only like, one I could right, really... Don't like, you identify the most of... Usually the people you can see yourself in the most. That's why I like Elf so much. I just see myself as Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> does it pass the Linus test? Yeah. I mean, it, it thinks it does. I mean, it does. Right? I would sure it does. I would buy this. It's by the skin of its teeth. It does. Yeah. It does. I mean, he comes around and realizes how much his, how his wife is really important. Family's what matters. He wants. He had been fighting this. This you know, trying to find the perfect time to have kids, and and he gets excited and gets behind that too. Um, but it does feel contrived and derivative, mm-hmm. shallow uh, and pedantic. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool Family Guy. Um. Yeah, it's nothing new, but I enjoy the film. It's not great. It's not bad in my mind. It's just is. Just is. It's very middle of the road for me. Um, yeah, and if you haven't seen it and you want to, it's on YouTube. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait for the two times a year Freeform plays it at midnight and 7 a.m. Because that's the only time they show it now. Um, depressing hours. <laughs> Those are depressing, depressing hours. Yeah, okay, so... Julia, what would you rank this film? I'm gonna need to not go first. I'm still, I'm still looking. Sorry. Three oh, and yeah. three quarters. Five from three and three quarters. 
3.75 for me. I'm going to give it a 6.5. Whoa. I'm going to give it a 1. Julia, you've given out 1, 2, 3, 4 I know. ones now. 4 ones. But and I a feel like it's... And a 0.75. So this film comes in just above the Santa Claus 3. I don't know if I like that. No, it should be under. Well, I did my part to put it under Santa Claus 3. <laughs> it saying. comes in between the Grinch and the Santa Claus 3. Mm-hmm. I, can agree it's better. I can agree it's 19. I can agree, I can agree it's better than the, the live-action Grinch. No, it comes under the live-action Grinch and above the <laughs> Santa Claus 3. Under it? Uh, where our list, I'm getting to a point now where, where my happiness with our list depends on my mood for the day. Well, I, I, I don't think you were on yet. At one point, a few weeks ago, me and Julie were talking. It would be fun for like our year episode. Not to like officially rearrange the list, but just go to grow through it ourselves and how we each would personally rearrange it and talk about mm-hmm. that instead of covering that a movie that fun. Way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Our, our look back fifth, where we re where we re rank our fifty two. Maybe we should just do our top ten or top twenty. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. each, each of us going through and listing fifty two movies might take a while. No, yeah, the top ten or something or top twenty. Yeah, yeah I, I like that, but it'd be I cool. Do. Unofficially uh, though, not officially, that would be cheating. Yeah, <laughs> this is our twenty fourth movie. Is- so in two weeks we've done half a year. In two wow. weeks we've done half a year. Golly. No, 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 that's not true. That's not true. We've We've done over half a year with the TV specials. We count TV specials. Yeah, never mind. We'll take that up. Still crazy. Guys, this is is our 30th episode. Wow. 30 weeks. So 22 more weeks, 22 more films until our year anniversary. Mm. So is this where a baby? Just kidding. (laughs) So yeah, three days comes in at three point seven in between the Grinch live action and the Santa Claus three. Um, speaking of the Grinch, I want to talk about the theatrical film coming out this November very briefly, because on the last episode that dropped yesterday, we talked about the Olympic TV spot they did and the first poster that came out. And then literally a day after we recorded that episode, two days later, they dropped its first trailer and a poster. And for our listeners, we tried to do a reaction, video reaction, but it didn't work out well. So I wanted to talk about it here with you guys really quick uh, for our listeners to get that reaction. So what do you think of what we're seeing from The Grinch so far? Julie, you want to go first? Yeah, so we try and take snippets of good even out of the things that we don't like um i liked the way whoville looked it was charming looking and the who's were charming but that's kind of where it ends for me and when they can't get so in a movie where benedict cumberbatch is involved in any way and that is not on my list of positives to look forward to something ain't right well, that was the thing that the biggest thing that annoyed me about the trailer. Benedict Cumberbatch's natural voice sounds like the Grinch of sound, and he's putting on some weird half American accent. And I'm like, mm, they should have just let him keep his voice. I'll say though, I agree with you about Whoville. I thought Whoville looked charming, and I think that the Grinch, mm-hmm. the Grinch himself looks okay. It's Max bothers me. They could have made him a little closer to the book or the original special, but uh, the Grinch um, himself is recognizable. 
He is recognizable, but I'm going to disagree. I think they made him look too clean. Yeah. Clean. His, his apartment, his, his cave is clean. He's cute. But that's not what bothered me the most. What bothered me the most was for whatever reason to try to be, you know, yeah. cool and hip. They played Pharrell's happy. Yeah. I hate I, that. I hate when movies date themselves based on what popular music is right now. Also, that music does not in any way fit with the theme of this. Also, it's the Grinch who stole Christmas. It's the run-up to Christmas. The calendar on his clock said the 20th. He hates Christmas. There should have been a Christmas song blaring on the radio that he was trying to shut up. Just saying. Now that, ah, that would have been a lot better. But, you know, like Happy's just making it circle into the incestuous circle of their own self-promotion, right? Because it's Happy started with Minion movies. So yeah. They're patting themselves on the back. But, man, I wish it was a Christmas song. What a great idea. That is a great idea. So, so they already they, paid for the rights to Happy, and they're just they they definitely yeah. have the rights to Happy. So I think that's are they just milking that because I mean that I just, think so. That seems weak. I, I, I that was a Minions. You're right, absolutely right. They, I, it's I, like Pixar's version of an Easter egg. Yeah, it's done a lot less well. I <laughs> did like the poster they released to the Grinch and Max. I'll say that. Um, it was a cute poster. It was cute. It's currently the wallpaper on my phone just because it fits so well because it's just their two faces. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a little Christmas cheer on my phone, so I was like, "Oh, it's this is like made for the phone wallpaper." So I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. Who else uh, was surprised he wears tidy whities under his hair pants? Yeah. Okay. What was with the hair pants? <laughs> <laughs> you think it's the conundrum? Like, if Donald Duck is Donald Duck naked because he doesn't wear pants? <laughs> you think it's that? Where they pro- probably By the way, is. the Grinch is actually naked underneath that hair. You you know one detail I really liked in the trailer though, because it just reminds me of dogs in general try extra hard to please the people they don't like. Yeah. If you look in Max's little cubby hole, he has a framed picture of himself in the Grinch, and the Grinch looks miserable, and Max just looks so happy next to him. Oh. I thought I thought that was cool. very cute. I didn't catch that. that. Quality dog <clears throat> That's good. Yeah, but, I didn't see that either. Did you guys happen to see the synopsis of this film, the studio released with the trailer and the poster? Because it definitely sounds like uh, they're taking <laughs> liberties. No, read it. Oh. I want to hear it. Okay. Academy Award nominee Benedict Cumberbatch lends his voice to the infamous Grinch who lives in a solitary life inside a cave on Mount Crumpet with, his, with only his loyal dog Max for company. With a cave rigged with inventions and contraptions for his day-to-day needs, the Grinch only sees his neighbors in Whoville when he runs out of food. Each year at Christmas, they disrupt his tranquil solitude with an increasingly bigger, brighter, and louder celebration. When the Who's declare they're going to make Christmas three times bigger this year, the Grinch realizes there's only one way for him to gain some peace and quiet. He must steal Christmas. To do so, he decides to oppose a Santa Claus on Christmas Eve, even going so far as to trap a a lackadaisical misfit reindeer to pull his sleigh. So he's trapping a real reindeer instead of putting a horn on Max. I don't like that. Meanwhile, down in Whoville, Cindy Lou Who, a young girl overflowing with holiday cheer, plots with her gang of friends to trap Santa Claus as he makes his Christmas Eve rounds so that she can thank him for help for her overworked single mother. As Christmas approaches, her good-natured scheme threatens to collide with the Grinch's more nefarious one. Will Cindy Lou achieve her goal of finally meeting Santa Claus, or will the Grinch succeed in silencing the Who's holiday cheer once and for all? No. No. No, no, no. 
Yeah. The one part yeah. I liked about that, <laughs> the context of why this year is the year the Grinch decides to do it. I, I mean, the, the idea that the Hooves in Whoville would suddenly make it three times bigger mm-hmm. makes sense with the, the historical view that we have of, of the Hooves. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he would say, oh, this is too much now. Yeah, like the snapping point. But, Mm-hmm. That's where it. That's where the the synopsis ended. On a, that's the positive note ended for me on the synopsis. Uh, I don't know. What I'm more upset about that they're getting rid of the traditional Max being his fake reindeer and he's capturing a reindeer, or Cindy Lou Who acting like she's coming out of a nightmare before Christmas and tra- attempting to kidnap Santa Claus, which yeah, is which you already know how that's gonna go. She's gonna accidentally kidnap the Grinch. Yeah. Oh, whatever. No. Anyway, The Grinch, November 2018. We'll, uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about, whether we see it on digital or whenever we eventually cover this film. That Benedict Cumberbatch, though, he's a beautiful man. Maybe that's why they couldn't make The Grinch downright ugly. They had to make him <laughs> a little better looking to suit the voice. Nobody's going to believe Benedict Cumberbatch looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Benedict Cumberbatch? Go. The Imitation Game. I like him in Sherlock, honestly. I love him in Sherlock. Sherlock mm-hmm. for me, too. First time That's I saw him, one. and still my favorite. That was the first time you saw him? Mm-hmm. Well, I, where I paid attention to him. Yeah, well, I think he also gets bonus points in that just because he's bouncing off Martin Freeman, and I love Martin Freeman. Oh, me too. Freeman. That's my favorite, Martin Freeman. Uh, real quick. My favorite Martin Freeman is Arthur Dent. Loved it. Yeah. I've never seen that. Where he played uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No, haven't seen it. <gasps> you should. Did so you see good. Black Panther yet, Julia? No. I okay, so Martin Freeman makes the most of his role in that movie, and he's spectacular in that film, per usual. Nice. But he's great. Yeah. All right. Hey, we have a new Patreon episode. We recorded a full-length podcast episode of The Elves Discussing Clue. So head over to Patreon. Uh, if you subscribe and donate $1 a month, you get access to that. We're, working on, we're already working on what we're going to do for April. So expect some new content coming your way. And it's not only Clue you get access to. There are two other full-length episodes up there, guys. One on Hocus Pocus and the fully unedited the office christmas episodes which that's like six episodes fully <laughs> <of episodes. laughs> yeah. that one's a lot of fun though so you guys should take a listen um in addition go ahead and visit us on all of our social medias if you're so inclined and um, you can find us on reddit twitter instagram facebook and on our website at tisthepodcast.com and we always love reviews and so if you feel so inclined to do that reviews are great on itunes they help people find us we're not cool yet. We're not on Vero yet, guys. Oh, no. Um, yeah. um, next week, we, hear back, we heard back from you. We heard some sounds of people singing, We Need a Little Christmas. So we have the critically commented on award-winning 2014 Kirk Cameron Saves Christmas. What awards did this win? The Razzie, Razzie for, the, for the worst actor and the worst film of 2015. Nice. Um... Did you, Spoiler alert, I have not seen this movie. No, no, I don't think any of us have. But I, It is the first movie on Rotten Tomatoes that I've seen that has a goose egg. Oh, boy. 
Julia, if you want any idea what you're getting into, do what I did and read the Wikipedia page. It might, you might need to debrace yourself for this film because mm. I have no idea what, how I'm going to get through this film. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm confidently going to say All American Christmas Carol will not hold its bottom place for long if it's as oh. bad as the description sounds. We have the title wrong. It is Kirk Cameron's... I, I said it wrong. It's Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. And oh, just so you know, the official info says Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas will change the way your family sees and celebrates this magical time of year. Yeah, it'll make me hate the growing pains. It would take a lot to make me hate the growing pains. Mm, I read the Wikipedia page. You may be in the same boat as me. I really loved growing pains. Growing I pain. did too. I love that <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> so we're sorry for that sad news that we're covering that film next week, but we have some good news as well. And Tom, why don't you let our listeners know? We are only 281 days until Christmas. That's only 40 weeks. Oh my God. Only guys. 40 weeks. That's shocking. I'm That's so shocking. excited. If one of us were to get pregnant, we would have our baby on Christmas. You've got a real pregnant thing going this episode. <laughs> that uh, were a baby. Where would we be? <laughs> uh, only one of us on this podcast can get pregnant. So. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. Bye, guys. Bye. If only